Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living, with me, Mark Candelaria. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I'm the founder and now a partner of a fabulous 25-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country. We have hosted tours to Italy, Spain, and now Napa over the last 20 years. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. Our podcast is about all the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspiring living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture into all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists, and people who just flat out get it. Sit back and enjoy, and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are there just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired every week. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and the organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury, meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. Welcome everybody. I hope everyone is doing great. We are on week nine of working from home at Candelaria Design. And I, I can't believe I'm starting to lose track of the days and the weeks and can't believe it's already the middle of May, and uh, but it looks like you know it looks like we're starting to get back to the, what's going to be the new normal. Who knows, you know, what, where it's going to go from here. I am totally convinced there's going to be some relapses and some uh, things that aren't going to go the way we want them to go. But you know, that's the way life goes sometimes, and we're just going to have to adapt and keep going. That's what I always say: is just keep moving and stay positive. I think one of the big takeaways for me from all this was. You know, just get off the hamster wheel a little bit. I, I spoke with uh, my good friend Renee D on her podcast this morning, mot- her Motivational Monday podcast. Uh, you know, I think we all get so wrapped up in life and what's going on, and we're on this hamster wheel. We're just racing to the finish line. And I think it was kind of a blessing to sit back and take a look at our lives and realize, you know, there's a lot of things here that we can... Um, maybe do a little differently as we move forward. So I hope, I hope as this comes to an end, you all take the time to make an assessment both on your personal life and your professional life and, you know, walk out of this or come away from, from this whole experience with some, some good lessons. So I encourage all of you to take some time to do that. Uh, but I want to thank all of the views and participants of our cooking class. I've got a lot of thank yous, actually. There's quite a few. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed, and I'm very happy that uh, so many things are are so wonderful. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. Tiffany, my daughter Tiffany, and I did our cooking class this past Saturday at the new Candelaria Design GE Monogram Demonstration Kitchen, and we made fabulous tiramisu. And I'm so happy to say we still have some. My my daughter uh, Bella found it in the fridge this morning, and let's just say it's gone. So I've got another one stashed away at the office. I'm going to bring that home tomorrow if, if it isn't totally devoured by who is at the office right now. And um, But it was a lot of fun. And, and that video is on YouTube. It's on our Instagram. Uh, 
IGTV page on our Candelaria design. So check that out. I want to say thanks to Arizona Foothills for naming us the best architect and architecture firm in their best of issue now on the newsstands. Also, there is a new feature on a design philosophy written by writer David Brown in this month's Arizona Foothills special. Call out to David Brown. He's helping me out with my book. And what a great guy he is. We are on the cover of Phoenix Home and Garden this past month, along with Schultz Development and Earth and Images and Berghoff Design and so many others. Fabulous house up in Silverleaf and um, great coverage again and beautiful story by Phoenix Home and Garden. So thank you to the crew over there. We're also on the cover of Southwest Style Magazine. Uh, my good friend Michelle Perillo with a nice story inside featuring a beautiful house by my partner Meredith Thompson and yours truly with interiors by Wiseman and Gale and landscape by Berghoff Design. Uh, there's another nice feature on me in Scottsdale Modern Luxury. And finally, a fab feature of one of our contemporary homes in the new Lux magazine, now on newsstands. This one by my partner, Vivian Ayala, and developed and built by Cullum Homes, and interiors by my podcast today guest, the fabulous Anita Lang. So check that one out. It's just hitting the newsstands now. It's a beautiful, beautiful contemporary home we did in the Mountain Shadows Resort with uh, Cullum. So without further ado, it is my sincerest pleasure to welcome one of my dearest friends. Yes, I have lots of friends, I know. Thank God for that. Interior designer, Anita Lang. We have collaborated on, on many amazing projects, including one we have under construction now with Brimley Development and my team headed by Damon Wake. This house is for the nicest couple and their family, and wow, this home is going to be a showstopper. So get ready for this one. We just broke ground. It's under construction, and what a, what a great crew we've got on this project. So it's going to be fabulous. It's on a street where um, I've done six other homes in a row, so this will be the seventh. And uh, I'm very proud of this street. It's, it's, it's been, you know, basically over 20 years that I've been doing houses on the street. So it's kind of ne neat to see the evolution. And, you know, we've got everything from a Santa Barbara to a kind of a Mexican uh, adaptation to story remodel, a rural Mediterranean, a French-inspired country house, and then this ultra-contemporary house. Uh, very earthy, very, very organic. That's going to be on the same street. So it's going to show this street's going to show a great uh, progression of my career and the people that I've been so blessed to work with over this, uh, you know, amazing career. So thank you so much. I understand another project we have completed with Anita and Schultz Development will soon be featured in Lux Magazine. So stay tuned for that. So this lady is amazing. She's soulful. She's uber talented. And yes, I do work with other interior designers beyond my wife, Isabel. So this just proves that. So I'm so excited to share this call and this podcast with Anita with all of you. She's a special lady, someone very dear to my heart, and just a good person overall. And like I said, uber talented. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. There's some great takeaways. This was a this was a really fun call. Obviously, we couldn't be in studio together because of the COVID-19, but um, uh, I enjoyed this phone call, and I think you'll enjoy being a part of it. Arizona interior designer Anita Lang founded her company, IMI Design, in 1992 based on the principle that great design elevates the human spirit. 
Her and her team design spaces that attract and inspire an elite national clientele. Headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona, Anita Lang is an authority on luxury residential and commercial interior design. Her award-winning concierge level design and interior architectural services are well-regarded and recognized throughout the United States. Since 1992, her focus has been on impactful and client-focused design, which has led to IMI's recognition and respect within the Southwest top tier of interior design firms. IMI believes that each project deserves passion for excellence, a unique approach for innovative solutions, and a commitment to design integrity. That is the most beautiful introduction. I think that's the best one I've read so far, Anita. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm so excited. Well, it's, it's <laughs> nice to hear your voice. I wish we were sitting in the same room. I think we're all kind of suffering from that to a certain degree. Absolutely. But I'm glad you're here to join us on the podcast today. And, um, uh, you know, I've known you for close to 20 years, I think, and we've worked on a number of amazing homes together, including a new one we are just bringing ground on with uh, Damon yeah. Wake in my in my office and um, Brimley Development, and who else we got that? Refined Gardens, I think, is on that. Yeah, exactly. It's been and such a wonderful client. I just love that family. It's such a fun project to be working together on. Yeah. It's going to be very neat. It's and it's definitely got your flair in terms of the style mm -hmm. and and vibe. It's and it's on a great street. I've done I think nine houses on that street. So it's going to be the first Park the first amazing. contemporary on that street. So I've got I have a whole uh, my whole life is right there on uh, Roadrunner Roadrunner Road. So it seems crazy that twenty years have passed. Isn't it? I remember that one time. Wait yeah. a second. I know. I'm not even that old. <laughs> oh, I remember that time we were cooking in your unit at the, um, uh, the Optima. Optima. That's right. That was so fun. And you were doing your impressions. You were cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a good memory. <laughs> That does sound like something I would do, though. But that was a, that was about that was that was right up after that was about 15, 20 years ago. It's true. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Goes fast. It does. Well, our clients just love your work, and I, of course, love collaborating with you. We've had some great projects oh. over the years. Uh, so tell us a little bit about IMI Design and your approach and philosophy, because I think it's very, very interesting. And that's oh. one of the reasons I love working with you. Yeah, well, and I have to say, I love collaborating with you. It's, you know, I think that the longer that I do this, the more important it is to me to have the right team come together. And, you know, it, I, I remember when we were doing Mountain Shadows together and we were all sitting there. Remember when we were doing the car bar downstairs? Yeah, oh, that was so fun. <laughs> and it was just like a bunch of kids um, planning a treehouse. It's like, let's have this. And then there was somebody <laughs> else would add their idea. And, and in that collaboration, the project just gets better and better. Oh, yeah. And it adds so much joy. And I, I love that in working with a good team. That and was a great team. I, I mean, we had Vivian and, and the Cullum family. And, you know, yeah. it was just, it was, it was exactly like you said said it just it was it was really effortless I mean it was just it, so much yes. it was just fun you know and it's you know everybody's supporting each other yeah. and someone takes an idea and just builds on it and out of that becomes this amazing hybrid of a project and you you can just see how successful it is it all that good energy that comes out of it exactly so, I love that no nope. and then and go ahead well, IMI, I like, how do I describe our, you know, my company? I've had it now for over 20 years. And when I started it, I think to describe a little bit about IMI, I think I could tell you about the name because here I started as a baby designer, um, more, more ballsy than brainsy, start my business. And at the time I called it interior motives because I was young and cute. That you know, brings back cute. memories. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, Interior Motives, Inc. And so then people would shorten it to IMI. And a few years ago, I felt like, you know, I outgrew that name. We were doing, we're just doing much more sophisticated projects. We're doing so much architectural detailing and drawings. And I'm like, okay, I need to rebrand. Where should I go? And, you know, those letters, IMI, I what I love about design is the way it tells people stories. You could say, I am bold. I am friendly. I, you know, I am... I want to be exciting in this project. Like you're always telling your story about what you're doing. And that's where I really landed on just IMI design because in design, we get to tell people stories of who they are and how they want to live. And I truly believe that good design elevates the human spirit. And we all know that like when we're in spaces, we, a lot of times we pick a restaurant because of the way this, not just the food, it's also about the environment and how it makes us feel. Or we find certain corners in our house that just make us feel cozy or maybe energize us and um you know that's what i love about the power of design yeah no and it's so true i mean we all know that we've been in this business for a long time and so we've we've seen the impact it makes on our clients over time and you know i to me it's it's been so rewarding to go back and see clients that have lived in i've got a client right now that's lived in their house since 82 Mm. and you know that's almost 40 years that they've lived in that house and i was 22 when I started working on their house and now you know I'm almost 60 and they're in their 80s it's just it's just that is an amazing story and you think about that I mean you think about that background you gave them to live their lives they raised their family and all the memories that were made and I I I think of that when I'm designing for for my clients is you know like the the dadas that we're working on together right now I was thinking that they they have a young family this is going to be the house those children remember growing up in All, all the birthday parties that are against that background all the happy memories the sad memories the tough things that everyone goes through we make those backgrounds that create you know just sort of the stage for their lives right and that's such a great example to think of somebody that's lived in that house for 40 that years crazy? it's so rewarding <laughs> but it, you know and i think what happens too is and this is why i i've always enjoyed working with you is you're very mindful about all the decisions that you you know all the decisions you go down and, and make in the design of each space and so it's not like, well, let's just park some wood on this wall. Let's do this. And let's do, I saw this in a magazine, blah, blah, blah. No, you're really you, – what, what I've noticed about you is you try to get to know the client and what motivates them, and you play off of that. And, and yeah. then the materials or the inspirations come from the things they show you or the things they say. And I, I love that about your work. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And you're right. Like, really, I don't let myself design because being creatives, right, ideas come to us automatically. I, I always tell people I want to have more ideas than we can even use. Oh, like, God. the ideas are not the problem. Yeah, that's not the problem. The problem right? That's not going to be the problem. The, no. right, the problem is getting to the right idea. And I won't let myself start the creative process until I do what I call the download with my clients, which is just really sit there and hear who they are, the things that are meaningful for them. And not just like, oh, I like the color, this color, that color. It's like, well, I like these colors because this is how they make me feel, or this is the memory that I have attached to that. And as much as you can learn about them, you know, it, it, it becomes the muse for your project. It's where you then let the creative side take over and translate that into something meaningful and then the architecture too right so you have the personal experience that you want to have for each of the client 
And then you also want the design to be meaningful for the architecture and right. be true to the structure. And, you know, that's why I love collaborating with architects because we're, we're on that same page. It's like you start that philosophy for the home and then, okay, how do we make sure that has a harmony all the way through the interiors and there's integrity in what we're doing? So I, I just really love pulling all those pieces of the puzzle together yeah. for a project. No, and, and, you know, the thing that I always I, – I always like to erase the boundary too it's like you know you're an interior designer i'm an architect you know we work with Berghoff or jeremy from refined gardens they're the landscaper but what we what, what i like to do is just say hey there's no boundaries guys you go inside i go outside we go here yeah. we go there and what happens when we do that is is the the final product is just a merge and it's a collaboration of of, of all of it and i think that's why it it flows it has this continuity to it all Exactly. And, and iron sharpens iron, like you, a different little perspective, you know, you suggest something and I'm like, oh yeah, that leads to another solution that maybe we wouldn't have thought of on our own. Right. You know, and, and you come from little, everybody comes from a little different perspective on the team too. I always think like architects start kind of, start, in my mind, they start sort of from the outside in. I mean, you have to make sure the structure can stand and not collapse on anybody. Right. And then designers sort of start from the inside out and think about how, you know, how families using the space and, and building out. And there's so much crossover in that process right. and in that becomes even the better design and yeah. the landscape designer i mean especially in arizona everything's you know indoor, indoor outdoor. outdoor living you yeah. want all those connections um between the spaces so it feels harmonious and seamless exactly so let me ask you now let's go back and start at the beginning where are you from and what brought you to arizona i was i always <laughs> love that story from everybody everyone's uh, story is so unique um well, and now when someone asks that question to me at a party, Mark, I say, well, do you know where the Orion's belt does? Well, there's a, a group of planets behind that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but the way that I started is by way of Chicago. I was born in Chicago to immigrant German parents um, and uh, lived there for a little bit with my, all my German relatives. In fact, my first language was German. I've oh, forgotten it since. But yeah, my first words were German. So my mom and is then, from East Germany. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, oh, well, that's where my family's from, East Germany. They all escaped to West Germany so and then eventually immigrated here. So yep. uh, we have... And there's such great things for that. I'm always so appreciative of that heritage and all the things that I've learned from it. So we started in Chicago, and then for a little bit, my dad lived in Arizona when I was really small for a short time for a job out here, and then we moved to the East Coast. So I actually grew up in the state of Maine, and my on the ocean with my brothers and sisters in this idyllic like setting with ocean, forests, streams, you name wow. it. We would just wander for the day. So I have such appreciation for nature. And then went by uh, Wisconsin, went to school there, had gotten married there, and then came out to Arizona, which now I'm not married here, but I've been raising two kids in Arizona for like 20 years. Okay, so, so how did you get from Wisconsin <laughs> to Arizona then? Do you just say, okay, one day you just hopped on a – you got in your car and drove to Arizona? Uh, or what, what, what brought you here? My, yeah, when my, my parents moved back to Arizona after I, I was in Wisconsin, went to school in Wisconsin, and then started my design company, just had started it in Wisconsin, and they had moved back to Arizona. Oh, okay. And my dad would talk about Arizona as if the the streets were paved in gold. We thought it was the promised land. <laughs> well, I still think it's the promised land. It is, It's right? so it's, nice. It's so nice. Yeah. So. 
I moved and just it was the best thing I could have done for my career much stronger to have a design career here in Arizona where we have so much going um, and you know start just started my company up right away here too and what year so, was that that was in 92 92 okay yeah so when you yeah. came out of here you just started your own firm right then and there I did. And that's the whole thing. So my, my whole family's entrepreneurs, like all my uncles, my dad, I really never even thought you worked for somebody else. I worked for somebody out of school for a really short time, but started my, started my business like within six months. So the good thing about, well, the bad thing about that is I made tons of mistakes and I made them on my own penny. But the good thing on that is when you make a mistake on your own penny, you never forget it. No, for sure. <laughs> you look, That goes in the database, and you don't even have to think about it. It's there. It's there. It's there, yep. <laughs> for sure. So so you came out, you started your own little firm, and yep. um, you were just doing interior design right out of the gate? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I my mind has always thought spatially, and I – you know, it's always interesting because I feel like every human is given their gift and you sometimes don't even realize that, but it's just how my mind is wired now. You know, I, I can't play music. I can't do accounting, but I can do design. <laughs> and so it came really easy for me. Um, even when and my, I had an interesting childhood because my dad is a German engineer. Um, so we, he always also thought very mechanically and also kind of inbred in me of having, having to know how things come together and how they work. So it was a nice mix to have that creative side and kind of that more practical side with it. He always built the homes that we lived in. Hmm. So I've, I've been been around it hammer yeah around it i mean my brothers and sisters and i you know put in installation we hung shingles you name it we ran wires wow and what <laughs> so do your brothers and nice, sisters do just out um, of curiosity I have two brothers and one sister oh and you know the german you know this if you have a german mom <laughs> yeah. um, you don't you don't eat unless you work <laughs> yeah there you go that's right so it's <laughs> but you've got some of that Italian in you that kind of counteracts. <laughs> oh yeah, I got the whole thing going on in me. So, do they live here in Arizona, or do they live back in Wisconsin, or? No, they live here in Arizona oh, too. That's nice. Yeah. So, do you so see them that's often? That's how I ended up here. Do you see them often? Um, not as much as as one would like. <laughs> yeah. So, but you were married in Wisconsin. Yes. Um, get married in Wisconsin, yep. moved out here, and then had kids right away. So, um, yeah, so being a single mom for for a while, right, yeah. and raising these two amazing kids, as you know, it's always such a blessing to have kids. You have you two girls, too. I actually have and three. In the long, long run, they teach us more than we teach them, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's tough, though. So you were a single mom running a, your own little business out here, and you've done that this whole, pretty much this whole time, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, you know, and it's it's interesting because I have such compassion for single parents, mm -hmm. and and you always feel like you're only doing a half job on all accounts. Like you're not giving enough time to your business, you're not giving enough time to your kids, yeah. and you always feel like you know it's very stressful. But in the end, because now my daughters are ones in college in, in at NYU studying to be um, an environmental attorney, nice. and the other one just. Uh, uh, graduated uh, from ASU from Barrett's as also a sustainable tourism and management degree. Interesting. So our whole house is about you know sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sustain yourselves. <laughs> but they they um, 
they did good. Like it worked out. And so when I see young moms and dads that are struggling, I always have to tell the story about my daughter because it made me feel better. She was five at the time and they were doing um, a project in her school teaching adjectives. So they went around the room and everybody had to say an adjective about their mom. So one of the kids Hmm. would be, oh, my mom is pretty. My mom is kind. And they get to Sienna, my daughter, and they said, my mom is powerful. Oh, that's awesome. Right? That is the thing to hold on to as a single parent because it never feels like you're going to do enough. Yeah. But in the end, I mean, it really empowers them to do all their dreams. Yeah, so, exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah so true. So, you're, I mean, your work is so beautiful. It's so diverse. I know we've got a uh, – I think you told me the other day we've got one of our projects being featured in Lux Magazine here coming up pretty yes. soon. Yes, yes. And exciting. talk about uh, an incredible project that was, right? Absolutely. So where do you draw your inspiration and innovations in your designs? Um, You know, I think being a creative, and I'm sure this is true for you, it is from every source, every experience we have, everything that goes in our head is just collected in that crazy brain of ours. Um, You know, it's from travel. I love to travel. I know you do too. That has really opened your mind and bring in so many cultural influences into my design. Uh, natural textures and just being I mean yesterday I was on a walk because now that's all we can do right is take our walks and I'm walking on on the canal and the sun is starting to set and it hits um, like the fresh green leaves of the mesquite tree and it hits those leaves in just such a way that it looks like the green is illuminated from within I'm like that color is haunting me it's going to show up on some project because it's just (laughs) I call it that spring green and so that'll show up somewhere when it's the right time yeah and so go, go ahead sorry no, I was just going to say you collect from everywhere and it just stays yeah. in that kind of treasure chest of yours and you go up there when, and it's fun when you go into that zone where you're going to design for people. For me, like I start that process very meditatively. Yep. Like I, I slow down. I really think about the client. I think about the project. I do sort of a meditation where I center myself and then I go into that creative zone and it's so fun and so exciting like I don't know if really five minutes goes by or five hours goes by like time stands still for me when I'm in that spot and it's fun to just see what comes out I'm I'm as surprised as the next person sometimes I'm like oh that's fun yeah that, no, <laughs> see, I love that. hearing you say that because <laughs> I, I I experience the same thing obviously probably in a little different way but it's very similar and yeah. I'm not even I'm not even conscious of that until I hear you talking about it. And I go, oh gosh, I do that same thing. I just yeah. it's become such a part of my way of living and my life and my thinking that I just I just that's just how I do it. I don't I don't consciously recognize it's, it. Does that make sense? Such an intu- yes, absolutely, because it's such an intuitive process, really. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of times, sometimes if I get too far into my head or too concerned about something, I have to set that aside to get into that more flow state and right. allow the answers to come. And it's such a joyful state. Like it is, it's a natural high. Like if, in fact, like there are days if it's super stressful and we have to do some of the other business things like deal with problems or deal with money <laughs> or whatever that is. If I can just go and design it's what feeds my soul like that spot where you can just get in tune with that creative process is everything and I I feel so blessed that I have a career that allows us to do that right like it's it's amazing yeah so you bring you bring up another good topic that I've always liked to talk about with with designers is you know when you get into 
design as a young student or whatever, you think that you're gonna sit there and be mindful and daydream and come up with great ideas and sketch all day. I mean, how much of your day is composed of running your business operation and dealing with, you know, collecting money or, or chasing a client yeah. or, or writing a letter or an email that, you know, and you need to address a problem with a vendor. I mean, how much of that, exactly. it's a big chunk, right? It's, it's, the, it's the majority. It's I the say majority. it's about 90% is doing that and 10% is totally. only get to design. Totally. But it is the best 10% of time I ever spend that it makes everything else worth it. Yeah, no, it's exactly <laughs> it right. I was, I was, I was really looking to see what percentage you were going to say and I was guessing it'd be somewhere between 10 and 20% because that's kind of what I see. And yeah. so when do you find you like to get into that 10% zone? Is it, is it, mm. can you do it during the day or is it at night? Is it in the morning or is it on the weekend? When do you, when do you like to do that? That's so good. You know, that's a great question. And I think it's always a little different. And right now I feel like my whole schedule is different anyways. Yeah. Um, right. Like nothing is normal, but yeah. you know, I, I tend to do really good work like first thing in the morning yeah. Uh, and, it, and what it really takes though is just quiet alone time for me. So, you know, that's dependent on how my team needs me and what right. other things are going around. So it's really just finding some time to, to be quiet with yourself so that, that you can get into that creative energy. So it, 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 changes for me yeah you're, oh i just think early bird though yeah, well you i like the early, early don't you yeah i like the early morning because there aren't all the distractions yeah. you know and you don't yeah. feel like you're missing out on something you know like i just don't get people that can work at seven or eight o'clock at night i mean i forget it there's too many distractions you know <laughs> and by 11 o'clock i mean i for me i guess because i've been up since three or four i'm 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 done at 11 my brain's not working anymore <laughs> And I've had, you know, maybe one or two cocktails with good friends, and that's where I'm staying for the night. So Exactly. But, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, it is quiet. The house is just totally quiet. Sometimes I'll go into the office just because I want to change the environment. But I love just getting up, get a cup of coffee. I put whatever I want to listen to, and I just – I'm interrupted for four hours, you know? Yeah. That's heaven. 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 Total heaven. It is heaven. But I know we both like to travel. I know – we were probably both planning on being Milan uh, this month, and that didn't happen. I know. I know. It's so sad. It's, <laughs> we had so it was supposed to be happening right now. Right about now, we yeah. We, I know. We had so much fun last year. I mean, it was just fabulous. It's the first year we'd ever been. I know you've gone quite often, but it was yeah. it's great. What a what a venue. It is, and you know, I really, I, I really try not to miss Milano and the Salone show there because it is so inspirational, and you really be, are able to keep your finger on what's happening internationally for right. design and be, you know, really up to date, be knowledgeable for my clients and what I can offer them, yeah, um, and really just be inspired. I mean, everybody goes, every, every strong design design um team is in italy all the furniture that's being shown and you're just really seeing the best of the best so yeah, it's fabulous and, and it is fabulous and you know it's a little different mindset in italy i think um compared to the shows here like high point in in italy the way they do the design the design is everything here it's interesting like you go to a show and they kind of show you the merchandise here's the new chair and they right. tell you the benefits of the new chair that's not what it's like in design it's very in in italy it's much more design driven right like here's the inspiration here's where the designer was coming from and you know the designers are all the little mini gods that are walking right around. yeah so yeah it's 
such a celebration of creation. I, I love that about. So last year, to kind of play shows. on your on your comment, uh, we went right from Milan right to High Point. So I saw that stark contrast mm-hmm. you just mentioned. Right. O- I mean, it's it's very it's very apparent. And yes. I, I agree. In Italy, at the show there, it is much more. It's a broader scope of vision of how design affects everything. And high everything. point, it's more like you said. Let's buy a chair. You know. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's all so about merch. It's all American. It's very merchandise driven. And yeah. the Italian thing's more of an experience. And you know, and I, I think because I have the German pad- parents, and I, you know, right from the start, I was exposed more internationally. I'm so d- drawn drawn to that kind of philosophy yeah. about the importance of design behind something and not just merchandising right. something. And so everything's done with much more intent and thoughtfulness. Um, so it's more, you know, here for a long time, we really fight more disposable type of furniture, consumerism, and trying to have the philosophy more that you curate your collection. You know, you pick pieces that are important You pick less pieces, but they're meaningful and they stay with you for your life. And, you know, that makes more of a unique homes when people do that. Everything doesn't look just like a um, RH magazine cover, right? (laughs) You, you get more uniqueness and, um, diversity in the projects that way. So. Right. Well, and, you know, sustainability, which you've mentioned earlier in the podcast, is, is a real important factor to you uh, personally is. and in your work. Tell us about that a little bit. Um, you know, I think everything we do, we get the choice how we want to live, right? And doing right by our neighbors, doing right by ourselves, and doing right by the earth has an impact on our lives, just the way we feel about our own lives. So for me, it's really important. And and it's not that I want to be on a soapbox about it, because even the nature of my industry, you know, we are going to leave a mark on our carbon footprint. Like I understand that we're building homes, we're, we're still creating pieces, but how can we do it in the best way to at least be thoughtful and do as much as we can to protect the future and what we're handing off to our kids so i you know there's so many things we can do and it can still be great design it goes to one of the things we just mentioned is not to think of things as disposable buy pieces of furniture and things that can stay with you from space to space Um, buy local when we can um you know, think about the life cycle of the products that we're that we're purchasing. What's going to happen to them after if we are not going to use them forever? What's going to happen to them after that? Like, just really be conscious of those things. And I, you know, I mentioned my two daughters are going to school around uh, sustainability. So it's just really part of our. We really try to make it part of our lifestyle. And you know, we have a lot of challenges. We have tons of plastic. That's a huge global issue. Yep. What can we do? Every you know, every little decision we can make can just improve it one step at a time well, so I think, you know look, we were talking before we started the podcast i mean you, i'm just looking outside at the wind out the window here and you know i've been saying this i can't believe how clear camelback mountain yes. is you know and so I it's know. not only our consumerism but our actions and how we're interfacing and how we're you know going from five meetings in our car and wasting all this time yeah. and money and gas and it's you know it's kind of 
utterly ridiculous, to be honest. It with is. You. And what a great chance we have to do a reset button. Yeah. Okay, we don't have to do that. We can take our bike. We don't have to go shopping all We can the jump time. on a Zoom meeting necessary. and do it in five minutes, Ex you know? Exactly. So it's it, this has been really a powerful reset button if we take the lessons being taught to us right now. I, I'm really appreciative of it. Yeah. It's so fun to go out and, you know, I live close to the canal and I can watch all the families out on their bikes and older couples walking hand in hand. And I'm like, oh, this is a really beautiful way to live, too. Yeah, yeah there's a you lot know. of takeaways from all this for sure, I think. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. in terms of the sustainability, you also launched a furniture line, right? Tell us about I that a did. little bit. It's Design 528, which is like my third child, um, and it, I have a furniture line that's made with all sustainable methods, and the exciting thing is I'm working right now on a linens line, um, uh, so it'll be a bedding line, and it's going to be made with hemp and eucalyptus as a sheet set, and it has a bunch of layers to it. I'm just working on it now. I can't tell everything yet, um, but I'm really excited of that. I should have that launched by the end of the year. So that's it's awesome. A process. And even the name Design 528, I have to tell you about the name because that was okay. harder for me to pick than um, even naming my children. <laughs> it took, me, took me a year to get the name. But um, when I was working on my furniture line, I wanted a name that, that showed my belief in the way good design really elevated the human spirit and how it resonates. You know, there's a resonation because of that. So I, I was trying to think, and I came across um, this fact that um, – the note of C in music, the note of C is the note that resonates the most with the human spirit. It's it's considered um, the frequency of love, actually, and it's Hertz 528. Mm. It's the note that John Lennon wrote, like, imagine it. It's just a sound that really means something to us. Mm -hmm. And so I picked that number, 528, to represent my furniture line and my product line now, Design 528. I love that. <laughs> That's so cool. And then, you know, I, lo I love music. I play the piano. I'm not great, but I, I enjoy it. It's a way oh, to Oh, you're amazing. To I've meditate. heard you play. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just so many, and cooking is my other thing. You know, I just, what I've learned is, is, is how many parallels there are in all the arts to uh, what we do. There's melody, there's, there's rhythm, there's, there's, you know, yes. all these little aspects, too many notes, just keep it simple, you know. And I find it's, it's there's there's all these little comparisons that you can incorporate into every every art that you want to engage in, but they're they're all connected. And so That's I love so the way true. that you, I love that I love that name. That's a great name. Thank you. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what what tends to be the most popular design request from your clients? Because you do have I think you do have kind of a look, but I know you've done all different styles. I do. I like it. I get bored if I do the same thing over right. and over. So I enjoy that. I, I, you know, I always like changing things up and the client has always added, you know, a different twist because yeah. they are the muse. And uh, one of the things I have to say that I feel that clients really are looking for is some simplicity to life ease of living and comfort you know they want it to be beautiful like almost a given but they don't want it to be fussy or complicated and that's not real luxury if it it hinders our lifestyles so um I, I would say that's been a really driving force and thinking of making sure that things are functional for them as well as beautiful right so when a project comes along what when's your when do you think is the ideal point for you to be involved i i know what my answer is i want to hear what your answer is i love to be involved right away yeah, i mean that's my answer. you know yeah it's like just in in that 
we we just start that flow as a team right away. We're understanding all the needs of, of the project and the family that we're designing for, and we're working together, right, from thinking through what the adjacencies are, right, and how people are going to live in that space. Right. And then as soon as, you know, you as the architect starts putting some floor plans down, let us take a look at them because now we can have our eyes on what we know about the lifestyle of that that family and yep. where it could go and let's build it together that way we don't have to make as many more changes oh i know and that's that's always my pet peeve is i tell clients when we have our first initial interview i said look the best projects i've ever had in my career have been when you put the whole team together right out of the gate and we all go down we all go down the tracks together there's nothing worse than you start bringing people in as you're going down the journey and because they all want to make their mark on where this thing is going you know and all of a sudden it's like i mean i've had projects where you know the designer or whoever comes in and they just start changing everything because they're now on the team and they want to make their mark on everything. Yeah, and, and then you oh, are going backwards insane. in order to go forwards. Agreed. And it, it really is the best when everyone's together. I, you know, that to the point when we started, pulling the right team together yeah. is what I get excited about for for the projects that I'm in. It's just that collaboration. <laughs> you need a great architect. You need a great builder because none of us can do it on our own. We nope. need that builder to know how he's going to take these visions and make it happen. Right. We need the designer for the details on the interior. And then we need the client who's the muse and sure. kind of willing to pay and believe in all of our dreams to, you know, to yeah. kill four of those people. No, <laughs> to play off the music metaphor, it's, you know, basically getting all of your musicians and putting them on the stage. And there's nothing better than when you get to jam out with people you've jammed out with before, you know, and you kind of know yes. how they're going to zig and zag and when they're going to play this note. And you go, yep, I love that when she plays that note. Here we go, you know. So that's, that's it is, right? That's so true. It's so true. You know, and clients look at us like, God, they're sure having fun here, you know. And, but that energy gets absorbed into the design, I think. Well, I know it does. I know it does, too. I mean, and it's, you know, that when I talk about even my uh, furniture line and, you know, doing things that resonate with people, when there is an important intention behind something with integrity and really compassion for the people we're serving, those spaces resonate that. Right. it's We're not doing this because we're in it for just the money, right? Of course, we're making right. a living, but we're in it to create something beautiful for and meaningful for the people that we serve and right. that's how I look at it is like okay we've been given this gift to see things and to be able to create which is how our minds are are wired and the reason that's the case is because now it's our our ability to give that to the rest of the our brothers and sisters the rest of humanity and you know that's what I always feel like is my my goal to do when I'm working with my clients yeah no that's that's one of the things I enjoy work do what i enjoy working with you is is the the depth and the spiritualness that you put into your projects and so um what are some of the daily habits that you do to keep yourself positive inspired and grounded anita um that is a great question and i do i do do a meditation every day and because our lives are so hectic yep. and there's you know there's stress involved for everybody everybody has lives that create stress between you know what are careers and family responsibilities and all things that demand on us so i've really made it a practice to start my day with a meditation and then just right before i go to sleep i do a meditation too um and i it's interesting because the meditation that i'm doing right now is an i am meditation Mm. and 
Yeah, and it's interesting that the name of my company ended up being IMI. <laughs> There's no accidents, when, you know that. Yeah, so there no, there are no accidents. <laughs> Those words are really powerful words. Yep. They, they go back to even like um, the Hebrew Testament, and then there's been a lot of, um, like Dr. Dyer has done a book on that. So that's what my meditation starts with, and I go through uh, several different qualities that I want to reflect in my day, whether it be love or beauty or truth and i go through that part in my meditation and it really just grounds me yeah that's great and you know i've never been a great meditator in terms of you know crossing my legs and you know doing the whole thing and, and zoning off into another world and i think a lot of people get intimidated by the fact that they feel that that's what you need to do and i've come to realize that everyone just can do their own thing in their own way but i think it's the it's the taking the time to do that and to calm yourself down and if it's as simple as just visualizing where your day is going to go, that yeah. is meditating. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% because I had such a hard time meditation, oh. meditating before because you think you have to be really zen and quiet. And yeah. I stop, your ma- stop your mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, try, try stopping my mind. Forget it. It ain't going to happen. Forget it. You know? There's too many squirrels up there. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole COVID thing, I know we've been working from home. Have You guys have been doing kind of the same thing. I know you said a couple people are working from home. A couple people yeah. trickle in. I mean, how are you, how you dealing with it? Um, we're doing okay. You know, we, we, our team meets once a day through zoom. So we all can see each other's faces and check on each other, just touch base. Um, we're, I have to say that it has made me really appreciate everybody. I love my team anyways, and I miss some of that interaction with them every day when we are back together. It just, I think I'm going to be so much better for it. I appreciate (laughs) it, (laughs) but we're managing, you know? So, um, the other thing is just all the modern day technologies and becoming really comfortable with them, I think has been a benefit too. So, you know, we do a lot of across the country, um, projects. So we've been used to teleconferencing and, you know, we have our, our online, uh, specification binder that works really well, but this has even been another step to be able to bring it in home with our team so it's it's been going pretty good but i do miss having people around me i i will have to say that yeah there's an energy (laughs) and there's thing you're drawing something you can bounce it off somebody right away and they can look at it and give you some the collaboration part's a little bit tougher because you don't have that there's energy that happens i think when you're sitting across from somebody that you just can't quite get on a zoom meeting but um on the flip side it, it i i've noticed amazing productivity from my team Oh, absolutely. That we're getting so much work done. It's it's incredible. <laughs> so I we're, think we're less distracted by each other. <laughs> right, right. So I think there's a there's a happy medium there that we're gonna try to to meld into. I think we're gonna really try to do some rotation of work from home by teams and things like that and just try out some yeah. of the things that we're seeing that are effective and efficient, you know. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So what are some takeaways? What are some of the things that Anita Lang would say are your tricks of the trade or some of the things that you do and and I'll, before I even go there you know one one thing that I appreciate of your work is one of my pet peeves I guess I should say is a lot of what I see being called contemporary architecture here locally there's there's a lot of good art contemporary architecture and there is a lot of really poorly done contemporary architecture yeah. and most of it is due to the lack of mindfulness is that it's just crank it out get it put it put put four walls up we'll call it edited and done and it's contemporary and like no thought whatsoever you look at the scale the proportion yeah. it's horrible 
That yeah. that has got to drive you insane. It, it does. It's so sad because it's a missed opportunity, right? Yeah. And that's just heartbreaking. And, and medi- mediocrity is the worst. Like, it just makes me sad. And I feel like sometimes in design, people are just taking Pinterest and they're copying it and copying yeah, it. For, and for, with no, it's no not thought. innovative, right? It's cut and paste. So it's like, and it's such a chance to really make a beautiful statement right. and, and be true to the architecture. And I just hate missing that. And what I know a lot is people can say one thing that they like, but it's hard sometimes like for my clients to picture how all the different elements come together right, and make right. the final composition. That's the thing. That's, that's it right there. Everyone yeah. has this cut, cut and paste thing. And I guess one way you could look at it, it's like, well, let's just cut and paste a bunch of paragraphs and we'll just throw them, throw them together and make a story. Well, you, you, you know what that story is going to look like. It's going to be a total joke, you know. Exactly. Whereas to sit there and compose each letter to each word to each paragraph that all link together to make this beautiful story, that to me is the art of a designer. And, and I see with my wife, Isabel, it's the same thing. And she gets so frustrated. She goes, people don't realize you can just, yeah, I can get on the website and pick everything. Well, yeah. well good luck when it comes in two sizes too big. It, the colors don't exactly. work. And you've and, seen and it. You're, just, you're missing such an opportunity. It's really being able to step back. And, you know, the, the longer I do this, I feel like even for myself, of course, we grow as a designer. And it's about editing right. and stepping back and understanding when you, you don't need more, right? right. You can get by with less of it. And it is the overall composition that's making the statement. Yeah. And it is harder when, you know, people don't have that experience. I mean, I, I've done this now over 20 years, right? I live and breathe it every single day with yeah. a passion. And so being able to step back and understand what is the final canvas look like, which is the entire space, right. you know, you, you become more sophisticated in your selection and you pull back from some of the gimmicky trends that ha- are happening yeah. so that you can have something a little more classic and timeless and also still reflective of her personality because I do feel that sometimes we're losing personality in our projects and and using interesting textures and materials that are authentic to the space right. you know? um, and just thinking through all of those different layers is well, important. I, I think the, the timeless aspect is really getting tougher for people to attain because of the cut and paste mentality of Pinterest and Howes and things like that. I think, you know, I look at some of these things that are just done two, three years ago and it's like, oh my God, it, it looks horrible. And they, looked, they look horrible <laughs> and they look, they end up looking cheap and yep. dated in no time. It's, and I can see it coming, you know, every, all the crazy trends. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but the, the porcelain, the wood porcelain tile. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so a bad one. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's like interesting. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting to look back. I mean, I already find it very fascinating to look back over my 40 years and just see what, what has stuck and what hasn't. And, yeah. you know, you see the, the styles that are still here. I mean, a good, a good, a classic one is Santa Barbara style. It's still, it's still oh, happening. It's, it's being reinterpreted, good. but you know, the underlying elements of that style are, are what makes it timeless. You know, it's true. It's true. There's a, such an elegance to that. And it's not that people can't have fun and use just a position of sure. materials or styles. All of that can work when you're, you're using the right 
balance and scale in a project, you can do that and you right. can add personality, but you want to stay away from something too trendy um, because that's when it starts to get dated looking. And yeah. So, you know, it's, and it, I do encourage people to get more original though, too. let your personality come out and be a little daring, um, you know, it's nice to reference some of the long staying power of some either historical materials or strong art pieces, Mm -hmm. something that has a lot of strength to it to bring that into your projects. Um, But, you know, you always have to, you know, with design, you have to know all the rules and then you can break them successfully, but you have to understand them in order to break them. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. And I think a lot of people just skip the rules and just start throwing stuff out there. And it's just, it's, it's just not well thought out and doesn't have that timeless factor. So, um, so what's ahead for you? What are what what are some of the goals you have for the next, let's say, five ten years? Um, well, my, I'm really excited about my product line. We're, we've been working on that. There's a, there's layers of that expanding. Um, I'm working on something really exciting. I'm I don't I'm, should I say it? No, you can if you okay. want, but if not, well, we can save it for like another I'm podcast. Gonna, I'm gonna become a hotelier. Ooh. I'm looking at doing um, a small boutique hotel with a partner of mine. So that's, that's a whole awesome. other adventure. <laughs> well, you probably have a whole different perspective on how that might uh, work now after this whole scenario that we've just I, went oh, through. For sure. For sure. For sure. And yep. it's, been, it's been perfect timing, actually, yeah. because we're in the development. But this has given us another way to look at things to make sure people are safe and will feel yep. comfortable. Yep. So that's fun. And then for me, I just cannot travel enough, you know. I so, know. And this year, Burning Man is canceled. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. Was You go to Burning Man every year, right? (laughs) Every year. So this year, I have to throw my own, and it's going to be more local, and you're just going to have to come, Mark. Oh, you're going to put Isabel and I on that list. That sounds like awesome. Do you still have that cool bus that you had? I do. Tell tell our our listeners about that. That is the neatest thing. It's cozy. My bus cozy. It's a 1971 MCI. So it, it's a Greyhound bus. Like it used to be a Greyhound bus that would go around the city and pick up and drop off passengers. And like 20 years ago, it was bought by a man and his wife that spent their entire retirement on turning it into an RV. So they put in a walk-in closet. They have a shower and kitchen and everything. And then I bought it with a friend about five years ago and totally renovated it and it's all like it's all rock star oh it's so cool so i have crocodile leather um floors in it like embossed floors and i have this wood um that is from a mennonite temple that was up on the canadian border and it's all gray and weathered and then i have disco tiles in between each of the boards (laughs) that is so cool fun just walking in it makes everyone fun yeah and, and it's it's a great home bus and this year i learned how to drive it to burning man by myself because i always had a friend drive it for me but this year i conquered this thing it's 45 feet long mark oh i've been in it i've, I've been there you need to do a documentary of this sometime that would be so cool we definitely need to yeah or we some sometime we got to do uh the bus and cooking and a little party yes i love that idea That'd be a lot of fun. We're, we've got a lot. We've got a lot to do. We got a lot of years ahead of us, Anita. We're going to be yes. doing so many fun things, and I know we got some <laughs> little, some other little secret projects we're doing with Renee D that are a lot of fun, and she's great. And I mean, don't, that's another thing I love to talk about. It's just, don't you love the design community in this town? 
Uh, I I feel so lucky for right? us. Like, yeah, it's just a great group of people, fun to collaborate with, good good people. Very supportive um, of each other. Supportive, very much so. Yeah. I, I know, we're so lucky. I think we all recognize who's paid the dues, and we all have a respect for those people that, that do. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to magazine editors around the country and they all say you know some of the best work that we're seeing is coming out of Arizona I know I'm so proud of us <laughs> yeah it's awesome right it is you know, you know I think we just all kind of push each other in a real positive way that's what I like about it it's, it's so true we're just we're all very supportive of each other mm-hmm. so well I want to thank you how do we get a hold of you where do we find you Anita um, I'm on Instagram, designer Anita Lang. And Come it's a great Instagram us. site. You got to check it out. You always have great content on there. Thank you. We try. <laughs> oh, you do a great job. I love it. So we'll find you there. Uh, what else? You got your website? Um, yep. Imidesign.com. So okay. you can find us there. And then um, we have our studio right in Old Town Scottsdale too. So when when we can meet again, we can all get together here as well. Yeah, and it's a beautiful studio. I always love going over there. It's, sometimes I'll go just to sit sit in your conference room because it's so relaxing and so zen. My my team members go, "What's he doing here? He's not on this team." I said, "No, I just came to I just came to chill out in Anita's conference room for a while." So, well, great job. I'm so glad you took the time to do this. It's always I always enjoy talking to you. It's so easy. We always Thank have you, such Mark. great energy. It's so much fun. So. Thank you, and that's likewise too. I appreciate you tons. Yep. Let's do some great projects ahead, huh? Okay, that sounds good. All right, love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. The Stockett team, along with so many others, are coming really close to the finish line in our demonstration kitchen and our new expansion of our candelaria design offices. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on some amazing projects, and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work, bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable, and the bottom line is, they are just good people. I have traveled with, dined with, and just had good times both personally and professionally with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife, Becky, and they are the best. When it comes to your next kitchen, make sure Stockett Tile and Granite is part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening, and we look forward to sharing more insights to Inspiring Living next week.